What's up, bitches? <laughs> this is Morgan. And what's up, bitches? This is Sierra. I am terrified. And you should be, because this is... Oh, man. I don't even have words. I... Can we say the name of the podcast first before we um, talk about it? Yeah. You know what? I cool. even lost that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this is, is Bitches, Bitches and Murders. Murders. Honestly, killed it. Woo. Did it. Okay, so before she fucks my whole life up. And I will. Uh, there is some housekeeping. Uh, one of them is kind of personal and one of them is, you know, just for funsies. Um. So we're going to get real serious for a second here. Uh, So somebody in Morgan and I's life uh, passed away earlier this month. Um, Tyler Wingate was beat to death by Lawrence Davis over a fucking car accident. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, we're not going to get into the specific details of that. But um, the thing that I do want to talk about is that Tyler's uh, best friend, Sasha, set up a fundraiser for him. Um, His big thing was that he wanted to set up an animal rescue here in Detroit. Um, So if you guys wouldn't mind going over to that GoFundMe and um, donating even a little bit to get that animal shelter set up in Tyler's name, that would be super appreciated. Um, So it's it's on GoFundMe. Um, It's under the title Tyler's Dream. I'll post the link to that on our on our social media. Right. but that's all I have to say about that before I start sobbing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're they're doing such a good job. And it's not, they're not half-assing this in any way. Like, they have gone to countless shelters, mm-hmm. gotten as much information as possible, contacted a bunch of nonprofits and stuff. Like, they are doing everything very up to snuff. Like, this is something worth yeah. donating your money to. Like, we would never. Yeah, we would never ask, ask you guys to donate to something bullshit. Like, this is, this is real and this is something close to both of us. So. Exactly. And I, yeah, I can't even talk about it because <laughs> I, I will like get really out. upset. Okay, um, but so we before, can always update as things go along. Yeah. So before we start crying, we're gonna move on to the next housekeeping, which is that a uh, a death museum opened in Michigan. It's called the Anatomy of Death yeah. Museum. Uh, I went today. Today is Sunday. Um, so I went, and it is amazing. And like, I'm going next weekend. <laughs> it looks like it's gonna be really lame because it's in like a little spooky antique shop but you you walk through like a set of body bags that are hanging that's amazing i love that so much and there's like old autopsy um tools there's victorian caskets there's full skeletons there's skulls there's um like weird tribal things that are related to death that was super cool uh, there's a video of an autopsy playing while you're walking around. Right. And you can um, check out our um, Facebook and our Instagram, I believe. Both have... Yes. Um, I posted the pictures that he let me take. Yeah. The owner was super nice and let her take pictures of individual items. Like, obviously not panoramics of the whole place or anything. Right. Um, and we also have... He loves yeah. to do more things. More things are exciting. Okay, anyways, continue. Yeah. Uh, so the super exciting things is that he's going to let us record an episode um, in the exhibit. So that will be coming up. We have some fun plans for that, but we're not going to tell you until they get confirmed. Um, also, if you go to the Anatomy of Death Museum and mention our podcast, Bitches and Murders, he will give you a discount on your ticket. So go do it. Go check it out. It was super cool. It's, you know, right up your guys' spooky alley. So go do the things. Please do all of the things. And also, if you're not in the area, like I said, we will get back to you on that. But <laughs> you can also do the spooky things 
We promise. It'll be cool. Yeah. That's all I had. Are you ready? I mean, for me to ruin your life because I'm not going to lie. I literally did all of this research today. I researched this for like five hours. Don't mind me. Um, and it's a fucking mess. Hold on. Let me get set up with my nugs. I will let you. I will explain also while you are. Because I'm Ignore trash. the miscellaneous nugget noises. Um, <laughs> I watch a fair amount of anime. I will put that out there that is something i am not 100 percent ashamed of um and that has helped me a lot pronouncing like japanese words um <laughs> but uh th- this is probably gonna be bad i'm not gonna lie and uh i know s- mm, i know a couple of them for sure but not very many and please don't come for me because i also literally spent like an hour trying to google each like word individually to be like oh my god how do i say this and um the answer was you don't. So, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. I believe in you, and I love you, even if you fuck all of these up. Yeah, it's it's okay. You won't know that I fucked all of them up. Um, I don't think anyone from Japan listens. All you weebs, don't come for me. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, first of all, before we start, oh, these will be posted on the Instagram. But yeah, isn't she real cute? She's really pretty. Okay, I always like to lead with like showing she's Sarah dead, a picture. She? Yeah, she's she's about is. Dead as it gets. Um, yeah. Oh man, we will get. That's heartbreaking. Man, I it's... mean, not that unattractive people dying isn't heartbreaking too, but I, I'm just gonna eat my fucking trash fries because I can't <laughs> dig myself out of that hole. Ironically enough, the person whose name I really cannot say is a uh, hers. Oh no. So uh, I can say her first name. I just can't say her last name at all, and I. Understanding, like, how Japanese logistics work, uh, like, of their language, I still, I have no, I have no guesses. Anyways, um, so today we're going to be talking about Junko Furuda. Somebody shared this in the Morbid group. Yes, they did. Oh, you bitch. But I have so many more details that you are not ready for because, uh, honestly, I mean, this unfortunately is a murder case, but, like... This should be, like, the insane story of survival because this woman, like, I know the human body can do some amazing things, but, like, what the fuck? Like, if she was, like, a CIA agent or something, like, she would have been fucking amazing because this woman, like, survived more things than I thought was even, like, physically possible. But anyways, we'll get into that later. I'm equal parts intrigued and terrified. Let's go. Um, I think I would have died, like, the second day and she d- did not. So, you know what? Good for her. Okay, so she was born four days after me, uh, just like 30 years earlier, but it's fine. Um, so she was born January 18th of 1971 in Misato, Japan. Um, as a teenager, she attended Yashio Minami High School. That's one of the ones I don't know. Um, and worked as a part-time employee during after-school hours. Normal, okay. normal stuff. Um, lived with her parents, her older brother, and her younger brother. Um, which I have no names for because I just could not find names for them. So they are oh, okay. nameless humans, but I guess they're not really that important to the story. Um, okay, so this is where it gets interesting. One of her, like, schoolmates, like, you know, just one of the people who went to her school, mm-hmm. was this kid named Hiroshi Miyano. And he had, like, this big crush on her, and he, like, asked her out, like, a bunch of times, and she, like, just kept saying no. And she kind of told everybody she, like... 
Well, I wrote, she turned him down because she wanted to be a single bad bitch. Um, But I think it was more just, like, I feel like a lot from kind of, like, the little I know of Japanese culture. So, like, please tell me if I'm wrong. Um, They're they're very focused on, like, being pure and, like, Mm -hmm. like, even, like, holding someone's hand is, like, a big thing. Like, you don't just grab people's hands. Yeah. And stuff like that. So, like, for him to, like... You know, she probably just wanted to, like, wait until she was older. And that's probably what her family wanted as well. Um, However, Hiroshi, because his last name sucks and I hate saying it. So he's Hiroshi. um, He's a fucking member of the Yakuza. Stop. Yeah. Uh, So before we get into what happened to her, I'm just going to, like, very briefly cover what the yakuza is i'm thinking of doing like a mini episode where i get really into it because it's like there's like actually a lot of interesting information but like i didn't want to spend like an hour talking about it because it's (laughs) not that important (laughs) okay so the yakuza are um obviously a crime syndicate um they were founded in the 17th century which i actually didn't know they were that old yeah neither did i um so currently they have about like forty thousand members um, but they used to, like, back in the 60s, they had, like, 185,000 members. Isn't that That's insane? insane? Um, so they're also known as the Gokudo. Probably also said that wrong. Um, but that's known as the Extreme Path, which is a terrifying thing to call the yeah, organization you're a part of. Um, so like I said, they're a transnational organized crime syndicate. Um, they obviously originate in Japan. Um, so they're really, like, notorious for their, like, super strict, like, codes of conduct. Mm-hmm. Like, you do exactly what you are told to. Um, they're also, like, organized, like, they described it like a fiefdom. So, like, there's, like, kind of, like, the king and then, like, I mean, pretty much any fucking crime. It's a, it's a mob boss. Yeah, yeah. He, they're mafia. essentially the mafia. Yeah. Um, they're usually pretty easy to, like, spot because they're usually some of the only people in Japan, which is one of the reasons that tattoos in Japan are so like stigmatized and taboo is mm-hmm. pretty much the only people who are heavily tattooed are yakuza members um so, the, so they're like the american version of or what they're like the uh, japanese version of a uh, juggalos where they're just super easily identifiable yeah super like you can usually like pick them out they also have i just thought this was like interesting to mention um one of the like rituals they have is like okay say like you're my mob boss and i like made you mad okay um and i like fucked up and did something wrong i would like in front of you i would amputate my pinky at the first knuckle and i would like wrap it up as a gift and i would like gift it to you as a symbol of like my apology and like depending on how bad it is or how many times you like mess up you keep going down knuckles and when that runs out you go to the next hand and then the next finger etc no, thank you. Yeah, so um, making mistakes is not um, a simple recommended. You. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, also, I thought it was interesting that they're actually known as one of the most sophisticated and the wealthiest crime organizations. You know, I'm actually not that shocked by that. I'm not that shocked, but I think it's just like, at least here in America, like we're so like, the mafia, the mafia, the oh, mafia. Yeah. Like It's weird for us to think of like, they're, they have, like, yeah. significantly less members, but they're, like, way wealthier than the mafia. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. No one is ready. I am not ready. <laughs> oh, man. See, the fact that you're uncomfortable scares the shit out of me. I was 
highly uncomfortable. I like literally had to stop typing and like walk away from my keyboard like several times. Um, like I thought Albert Fish was bad, but like this is actually worse. And like, I'm honestly proud that I even found something worse than that because I didn't think that was possible. Um, Why do you do this? Also, you will never feel safe again. Just, just, cool. just, just so you know that. Thanks, okay, so November twenty fifth of nineteen eighty eight, Hiroshi and his friend Nobuharu Minato were walking around Misato looking for women to rob and rape. As oh. you know, one does. I literally put, you know, casual afternoon activities. Yeah, you know, that's my Friday night. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's totally like that's normally what I do. Like whatever. So around eight thirty p.m. They spot Junko, like, biking home, like, from work. So, Nobuharu on Hiroshi's order. So, Hiroshi was like, okay, Nobuharu, like, go knock that bitch off of her bicycle. Like, I'm going to hide, go knock her off, and then, like, leave. So, like, Nobuharu, like, goes up, like, knocks her off of her bicycle. It said that they he kicked her off of her bike, but I don't know if he physically, like, kicked her or if he just, like, pushed her off of it. And then he, like, left. But it was also unclear. Like, I don't know if he pushed her off of it and then he stole the bike. Because I feel like it'd be weird to just push someone off of a bike and then just run away. Like, you had no other motives besides just pushing them. Yeah. So I'm assuming maybe he, like, stole her bike. Anyways. um, So Hiroshi comes out of the shadows where he was hiding and pretends to be an innocent bystander that walked by. And was like, oh, my God. Like, I just saw what happened. Are you okay? And so he offers to walk her home. That's also another reason I think he might have stolen her bicycle because, like, why wouldn't she have biked home at that point? Right. So, yeah, I never feel safe again because um, clearly even the person that is offering to help you could also be the person who literally set all this up. And I hate it Mm -hmm. so much. Anyways, um, so Junko, like, he told her he was, like, taking her through a shortcut that he knew and instead, he took her to, like, an empty warehouse that was nearby. Cool, and I hate it. once he got to the warehouse, he was like, surprise, bitch. I'm part of the Yakuza. And, like, <gasps> um, was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to kill you. And so, like, he raped her in the warehouse. And then he ended up, like, taking her to a hotel where he, like, like raped her again. Um, so from the hotel, he calls Nobuharu and his other friends. Um which, okay, little side note. I spent a lot of time looking up how to pronounce this name. And I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Jew. Mm-hmm. It's spelled like J-O, but it has like a weird accent. And from what I could find, I think it's pronounced Jew. It's, or like Juo. It's probably um, like the the Jew, where they like put the really hard emphasis on the J. Exactly. Um, but I'm not going to do that and sound even sillier than I already do. Uh, So I'm just going to call him Jew. Uh, If that's wrong, please feel free to drag me because I'm sure that it is. (laughs) And the names following up are also wrong. So it's fine. (laughs) Um, So Jew Agara in Yashusishu. Oh my God. This is so hard to say. (sighs) Why? Yasushi. Mm-hmm. It's literally like sushi with the word ya in front of it. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so yas, yasushi, watanabe. Anyways, those two. Um, so he calls them and is like, hey, like I just kidnapped this bitch. Like this is what I'm doing. 
having a good time. And so all of them were like, okay, like, keep her then. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to come and, like, also have a good time. Because apparently this was, like, a thing that they regularly did was, like, kidnap these girls and then they would gang rape them and then they would, like, let them go. I hate everything. Yeah, so the fact that this is even, like, a thing you would ever just, like, casually want to do or a thing you want to do ever, like, go fucking die. Anyways, so 3 a.m. rolls around because this started at 8.30 and now it's 3 a.m. So, like, it's already been a hot fucking minute. Yeah. Okay, so Hiroshi takes Junko to a nearby park where, like, the others were waiting. So they had gone through her backpack because she, like, went to school, then worked, then was, like, coming home. And they found, like, her address. And they were, like, obviously, like, we're part of the Yakuza. Like, if you don't do what we say, like, we're going to kill your entire family and, like, do the same thing to them. So, like, obviously she, like, especially in Japan because they're so, like, family-oriented. Like, there's no way she would ever do anything to, like, put her family in danger. Um, And also there was four of them. And one, she's only 17 years old when all this is happening. I don't know if I said that. So, like, she's not very big. Yeah, she was no. literally, like, 5'5 five, five and stuff. So, whatever. Um, they take, you know, they take her and they take her to the house of Nobuharo's parents. It's, like, his house. Okay. Um, and that's, like, where they would, like, normally hang out. And they had, like, taken girls there before. Okay, so, like, the two days later, which why they waited two days, I don't know. Um, Junko's parents, like, called the police and were like, hey, our daughter never came home. Um, This part, like, really fucked me up. Um, So, obviously, the police are like, hey, we're looking for this girl, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, So, the kidnappers forced her to call her mom and say that she ran away and that she was safe and she was just staying with a friend. And they also forced her to tell her mom to stop. Like, she essentially called them and was like, hey, mom, like, I'm safe. I just left with a friend. Like, I'm totally safe. Like, you don't need to get the police involved. Just tell the police to stop looking for me. Like, I don't want to come home. I hate everything about that. Yeah, so then also, like, originally when, like, Nobuharu's parents would come home, they, like, would pretend she was, like, a girlfriend of one of the boys. It didn't say which of the boys, but, like, they were, like, oh, this is just, like, his girlfriend. Like, totally normal that she would be here. And, obviously, she was afraid, you know, like, of her whole family being killed. Right. So, she would, like, didn't say anything. And then this is, like, also one of the worst parts. And I'm going to say that, like, I'm sure, like, 12 more times. It was, like, at a certain point, like, the parents were, like yo, dude, like, we know this isn't your girlfriend. Like, we know this is a girl that you took. Mm Because it became, you'll see why, but it, like, became pretty obvious pretty fast. And then the the boys just dropped all pretenses. Because, like, once they realized that the parents weren't going to report them to the police, they were like, oh, so we can just keep her here and, like, do whatever the fuck we want. Like, you're not going to report us to the police. Like, who gives a fuck? So. I hate everything about it. uh, Yes, so do I. So his parents and his brother... Just were like, yep, we didn't intervene because, you know, they're part of the Yakuza and, like, we didn't want to, like, die. So we just, like, didn't do anything and didn't call the police and didn't, you know, fucking do anything. 
And also they said like their son was becoming like really violent towards them as well. So I think they were kind of like seeing all the things that he was doing and was like, Mm -hmm. that shit looks bad. I don't, I don't don't want him to do that to us, but still don't be a fucking pussy. If someone brings home, I'm sorry, if your son kidnaps someone and brings them home and is keeping them captive in your house, tell the fucking police. (laughs) I don't care what gang they're a part of. Tell the police go into witness protection. Yeah. Tell the fucking police. Well, and here's the other thing. If you do ever get kidnapped, have a, like, inconspicuous word or phrase set up That you could have slipped in there with, yeah, like, your mom. So that if they force you to call people and be like, hey, no, I'm fine, like, whatever. Like, I'm staying with Tracy or something, and Tracy is like, call the police, I need help. Yeah. Or something. Have a phrase. Yeah. Have a word, have a phrase. Or even have, like, multiple. So, like, depending on what they're forcing you to say, you can, like, have something like that. Like, they're telling you, like, oh, you know, tell them you ran away with a friend. Okay, well, like, we know my friend Tracy means I'm in trouble or whatever. Um, Yeah, so fucking do that with your family. Take care of your family. paranoid. (sighs) Paranoid Um, people stay alive. So, Junko was held captive in the... Minato? Minato? I don't know. Residence for 44 days. <gasps> Shut up. 44. That's why I was like, I would have died on like day two. Um, no, she lasted 44 days. That poor, poor girl. Um, So we'll like circle back to this. But um, on top of like those four boys, they also invited other Yakuza members and like other just like friends of theirs to come over and also torture her. So, like, we'll get back to that. No, so, okay. it's not. All of this, okay, all of the things I'm telling you are, like, literal things they said in trial. Like, all of these details are, like, not, like, they're not maybes. They, like, came straight out of the boys' mouths, like, in testimony. So, literally, just the, the four boys, not any of the other people, mm-hmm. but just the four boys over the course of 44 days raped her over four hundred times fucking stop right there no (laughs) no no i'd like to go home now please and thank you oh man it gets so much worse we're probably gonna have to stop like middle of this episode to like talk about something happy um okay so they also beat her which is not that surprising Starved her, which is obviously also not that surprising. Hung her from the ceiling and used her as a human punching bag. I hate that. Oh, we're not done. They dropped, like, those metal, like, barbells you used to work out. Like, they would just, like, lay her down and, like, drop those on her stomach. <clears throat> um, they forced her to eat live cockroaches. Nope. Nope. And drink nope. her own urine. Nope. Still not done. No. I literally have that written in my notes. Oh, we're not done. Still not done. You're not done. Oh, I'm we're done. still going. Okay, so here's my thing. I just saw spooky stories to... Or spooky stories. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a spooky story now. Uh, scary, scary stories, stories to tell, to tell the dark. dark. Last night. And there's all of the scenes with, like, the cockroaches coming yeah, out of people's eyes. Yeah, you're going to have nightmares and, like, forever. spiders coming out of people's faces. So, like, you talking about somebody eating live cockroaches. Like, I am uncomfortable i have been uncomfortable last night since i since i saw that movie and i have been it's gonna get worse i went on a spooky date i am uncomfortable um still not done no, 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 no. 
They forced her to masturbate in front of them, which I guess isn't really like that unsurprising. Um, inserted just like literally random shit into her vagina and her anus, including a lit light bulb and literal fireworks. Can I go home? <laughs> I want to go home. You wish. <laughs> yeah, I do. They also burned her clitoris and her vagina with cigarettes and lighters and her eyelids with hot wax. And then we're almost, we're almost done. Um, they also tore off her left nipple with pliers and then pierced her oh, breast with sewing needles. Fucking stop. We are, we are, coincidentally, we are actually done with that part. Uh, and we're going to go on to less terrifying things. I don't believe you. Um, I. You really shouldn't. You really shouldn't. Yeah. Um, but this part actually is not that bad. You're just going to be mad about it, but like not mad about it in a gross way. Just mad about it in a mad way. Um, okay, so some, like I said, like some of the tortures, like the four boys, like brought friends. Um, so actually only two, two of the people they brought over were like ever like identified. And that's because like their DNA was like still on her body. Um, so it was Tetsuo Nakamura and then Kochi Ihara, Ihara. Um, and they were both like charged with rape, obviously. Um, Kochi was allegedly like, bullied into raping her which like i don't know how someone bullies you into raping someone like fuck yeah off. that's not how any of that works but like i do believe it's slightly because like after leaving the house he immediately told his brother and his brother told his parents and then like the parents called the police so he must have been like feeling guilty about it i'll go with peer pressured but but not bullied, bullied. no okay so the parents obviously called the police like i said two police officers went to the house and like they were like yeah there's no girl there so um after they were just like oh yeah dude we don't like have a girl here like what do you mean um the police officers just were like okay like they were literally like no the worst part is the family like nobuharu's family was like you can search the house and the police officers were like, oh, if you offered us to search it, like, there clearly must be nothing here. And they didn't <sighs> search the house. She was in the house. This was 16 days, and Did she would have survived. Did they work for the LAPD? Because I feel like they worked for the LAPD. Oh, they both got fired. Like, they got really fired. Um, But yeah, this was only 16 days into it. Like, if they would have searched the house and found her, like, she would have been very mentally scarred, obviously. But, like, she would have been fine. Or at least, like, lived. Um, I mean, she would have needed all of the therapy, but... Like, yeah, she yeah but she would still live. Um, so, like, the beginning of September, I don't, like, have any idea when, um, Junko tried to call the police. Like, she managed to, like, get a hold of a phone. And she actually got through to the police, but Hiroshi found her before she could say anything. And then, so, like... He hung up the phone, and then the police called right back. And then he was just like, oh, yep, sorry, dialed you by mistake. Nope. nope. So you want to know what her punishment was for calling the police? No. Oh, no. Yes, but no. They doused her legs and her feet in lighter fluid and oh. set them on fire. No. And no. then they also pushed a large glass bottle into her anus, which, like, just obviously, like caused severe bleeding and we're not even gonna get into that um but she had a seizure so like all of this very severe trauma like you know 
third degree burns and whatnot, um, like caused her to have a seizure. They thought she was faking the seizure. And so they, cause okay, by this point, like, so they lit her on fire. This stuff happened. Like she is no longer on fire. They like put her out and then she had a seizure and they, they said like in trial that they thought she was faking having a seizure. So they lit her on fire again to like punish her, which like, I'm done. Yeah. It it gets sort of better, uh, but less gross. Um, (laughs) so like, obviously she survived fucking somehow. Like, I don't know how she even lived to this point, and this is only, like, 16 days in. Yeah, seriously. Like, I would have died, like, day two. Right. Like, like you, I don't understand at all. You've been raped how many times? You've had a seizure. You've been lit on fire twice. Not so much as, like, they dropped iron barbells. Yeah. Like, they all you've that had, mutilation they yeah, did to you've her. Had barbells dropped on you. Your nipples ripped off. I don't want to go through this laundry list. Yeah, so obviously, like, she was, like, God. begging over and over for them to, like, mm. just kill her. Which, like, obviously they didn't. Okay, honestly, same. <laughs> um, So they forced her to sleep outside. So, like, obviously this isn't winter. It's December. They're, like, on the same mm-hmm. seasons as we are. They forced her to sleep outside on the balcony. Which, why she didn't cry for help on the balcony, I don't know. Like, I don't know what this house looked like. So maybe, like, she wasn't facing anything. But, like, I would have tried to get off the balcony. I would have just jumped to my death. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Um, yeah, they I also didn't. locked her inside of a freezer. So one of the kidnappers said, like, in court, that her hands and her legs were so badly damaged that it took her over an hour for her to drag herself from, like, one flight of stairs to the next to, like, go to the bathroom. Which, like, of course, you know, why would they help her? I'm done. Yeah, I told you it was... I am... Done. We're like actually almost done. Sort of. Close. Do you need a palate cleanser? Yeah. Um what's happy? I'm going on a cruise to Alaska. That's exciting. I leave. Do you want to know who tomorrow. else was in Alaska? Israel Keys. That's not a palate cleanser. <laughs> mm, you're right. You're right. Um The first Model T was built in 1908. <laughs> Yes, please tell me all of your Greenfield <laughs> yeah. knowledge. Knowledge. There you go. That'll be our palate cleanser. We're gonna talk about Model Ts for a second. Uh, so yeah, the first Model T was built in 1908, and contrary to popular belief, it was not black. Would you like to know what color it was? Yes, candy apple red. Oh, I'm a big fan of that actually. Yeah. So uh, from 1908 to 1912, they weren't being produced on the assembly line. They were being produced by 10-man teams that bring all the parts to a station, put it together, roll it out, bring in the next set of parts. So you could have gotten a Model T in red, black, blue, or green. Uh, but I in, want green. Right? Uh, but in 1912, when they started mass producing these on the assembly line, uh, they standardized them to black because it was the cheapest paint and it dried the quickest. This has been your palate cleanser with somebody who is just not, not doing it. <laughs> it was a palate cleanser for you guys, but I know that I'm not done, so I don't feel any better. <laughs> Luckily, we're almost to the trial, and then, like, the trial is not as bad. Can I have a Pokemon to snuggle? Thanks. Here, yes. Have something to snuggle. <laughs> because it gets worse before it gets better. <sighs> 
All of you listening, feel free to pause at any time and Google pictures of beautiful puppies. Yeah, I'm going to post so many pictures of Ricky on the Instagram so that you guys have something nice to look at. Because I don't have anything nice to look at. I'm snuggling a Pokemon. That's what I'm doing. Um, so, like I said, it uh, would take her a very long time to go to the bathroom. Um, and obviously, from all the things that they were doing, like, eventually she lost the ability to be able to, like, control her bladder and her bowel movements. Uh, yeah. Um, but, of course, she was also severely beaten anytime she would have an accident. But don't fear, because soon... She could no longer drink water or ingest any food at all because of, like, the severe injuries to her, like, internal organs. So she would, like, try to drink water and then puke it back up and same with food. And, of course, they would punish her for that as well because that's totally her fault that you beat her to the point that her body is shutting down. But, you know, totally her fault. Hate everything about it. Um, So, like, obviously... This, like, very much fucked up her body. Like, when she was found, like, her face was so swollen, like, you could barely tell, like, it was a face. Um, And this part, like, physically, like, I know a lot about the human body and how it works. So I'm assuming it, like, is gangrene or something. Um, But I'm not 100% sure. Her, her, they, like, the boys testified that her body was so severely crippled that she was giving off such a strong smell of, like, rotting oh. flesh. Yeah, that's gangrene. From, like, her, like, infected burns and stuff that they, like, oh. they wouldn't even touch her anymore. Like, at that point, they stopped raping her. She was gangrenous. Which, so that also means that that 400 plus times they raped her all happened in, like, two weeks. Oh nope. Yeah. Which, like, how did they go to school? Like, did they do anything? Snuggling the Pokemon's not helping anymore. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you want to know their solution to that? No. Yes. They no. kidnapped and raped another girl instead. Cool. But they let her go. I fucking can't. Which, like, why they let her go and, like, why this girl had to suffer so much when every other girl they ever took, like, got to go free? Like, I don't really understand. Um, okay, but this part, you'll love this part because this is, like, the baddest bitch fucking thing I've ever seen. And I think we should make merch that, like, reflects how much of a bad bitch this girl is. Okay, so January 4th of 1989, the boys sit her down. She probably was already sitting because I doubt she could stand. Um, and they were like, how about this? If you can beat us in a game of Mahjong, we'll let you go. Oh, I would have taken that because I am a boss at Mahjong. She fucking wiped the floor with their asses. Yes. She annihilated them. And she, like, you have to think, like, this girl can't fucking see. Like, her eyes were, like, covered in hot wax. She's, like, literally so close to death. Like, internal bleeding. Like, been raped over 400 times. Her legs has been set on fire, like, twice. She fucking wiped their asses. Um, but they didn't, they, they didn't let her go, unfortunately. I'm not surprised, but she's a boss bitch. Uh, yeah. And she actually passed away this like same day. So at least like it, they didn't like let her go. But like after she had suffered so much, it was kind of like. You got to die on a high note. You beat their asses. Yeah. She got to die on a high note and it was kind of like they did let her go you know what i mean like she i'm finally trying to away. find literally any detail to hold on to to make okay me feel i literally better. have like one more paragraph of awful and then we get into not awful uh, i promise okay okay so 
her reward um, for winning. They beat her with an iron barbell, kicked and punched her, placed two short candles on her eyelids that, like, burned her with the wax. Which, honestly, out of all those things, that sounds like the least bad. Like, I'll be blind. That's fine. Like, fuck all this other stuff, but, like, I'll be blind. And then they would, like, they made her stand up and they were, like, hitting her, like, feet with a stick. Um, So she, like, fell, obviously, and she, like, had a seizure. Um, This part's, like, so, like, it's hard to, like, even say. Like, I, like need a palate cleanser myself because I've also read this like twice but like I'm gonna grab every stuffed animal and snuggle it right now because I'm just uh yeah you're going to because um instead of you know them the, her falling and she like has a seizure instead of like you know I don't know literally doing anything fucking else they went and got because she was like bleeding obviously and yeah. like was just fucking kind of gross at this point with like the burns and stuff they wrapped their hands like in plastic bags and like duct taped them so they could keep hitting her and like not get anything on their hands um and then they set her on fire no thank you uh they like doused her head to toe in like lighter fluid and set her on fire and she tried to like put it out and then obviously she like stopped responding and i think they like put it out and then they like left so, like, that whole course of them, like, doing that, that was two hours. But now we're done with all the bad things. I promise there are no more bad things. No more bad things. It is only not up from here, but it is not gross from here. And that is a solemn promise. I think. I don't really remember anything else. So that after all this shit, they just leave. <laughs> like, to go do... Of course they do, because they're fucking social. Whatever. Psychopaths. So, a day after she passed away, which was somewhere in that, um, Nobuharu's brother called them to be like, hey, uh, you know that girl you kidnapped? Like, she's fucking dead in our house. Like, what the fuck, guys? Um, so they were, like, obviously afraid of being caught for murder. Um, so they wrapped her up and, like, put her in a bag to, like, transport her. And weirdly enough, I don't know why I always get the ones that involve barrels, but they put her in one of those fifty-five <laughs> gallon barrels. I don't know why I always get these ones. I don't yeah, even, can you not? Was not intentional. But they like put her in one of those barrels, and they did what Terry Rasmussen should have done, and they filled it with concrete. Oh, to like encase her. Creative. Um, and so around like eight p.m., they like threw it away in Tokyo. Like, it's a, it's a park now, but, like, then it was kind of just nothing. Yeah. But they did, like, too much in sight because it was found, like, almost fucking, like, immediately. <laughs> it was, like... Dumbasses. Yeah, it wasn't long after that. And I have a picture that I'll post on the Instagram, but also I'll show no. you. It's not, it's not, like, graphic, really, at all. Okay. Um, But, like, it's, like, up the barrel and stuff. Um, So, okay, January 23rd. That was January 4th. Okay. So, January 23rd. Um, Hiroshi and Joe Agura um, were arrested for the gang rape of the 19-year-old they had kidnapped while they had her. So, like, good. Um, So, like, they got arrested for that. And then March 29th, they got arrested, but I think they got let go from what I understood. So, March 29th, um, 
officers came to interrogate them because I think when they were arrested, they like searched their homes and they found women's underwear at like both of their places. And they're like, hey, you've been accused of like raping girls. Like you have mysterious girls underwear. Like you all don't have girlfriends. Like what the fuck? So like the cops sound smart here, but the cops were actually really fucking (laughs) dumb. They sound smart. So the cops were trying to do that thing where they like lie about having information to like get them to confess so they were like being real vague and like talking about like we know you murdered that girl blah 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 um and like they kind of phrase it to sound like agura had confessed already and so hiroshi was like oh shit they fucking know everything okay and so he confessed however the cops were not smart and they were actually talking about this lady and her like son her like seven-year-old son had been killed like a week and a half before Junko, like, even disappeared. And they were talking about that crime. Oh, But so Hiroshi <laughs> thought they were talking about Junko, so he was like, oh, man, they fucking know. Like, well, yeah, I did it. <laughs> and they were like, what the fuck do you mean you killed that, like, Junko? Who the fuck is Junko? They're like, we were trying to figure out about this guy. Yeah, like, the cops were genuinely, like, very confused. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, and... and Surprise, surprise, that other case about the girl and her, her son who were killed. Yeah, they never solved that. It's still what? never been solved. So, yeah. They just yeah. fixated on this and were like, ah, fuck that guy. Cops are great. Uh, they're really good. Um, so it was, oh, okay, it was here. So it was at this point that they found the barrel. Because Hiroshi was like, yeah, the barrel's here. Which, like, what a fucking dumbass. Because they didn't even know about Junko. Right. Or, like, we're not worried about her. Because they fucking had told her mom that she was safe. So, like, no one was really, like, they were, like, worried about her. But, like, the cops weren't worried about her at all. So, what a fucking dumbass. <laughs> all Everyone involved is a fucking dumbass. I'm just clarifying. So, April 1st, Jew was arrested for another totally different sexual assault. And then they were like, oh, wait, we were supposed to arrest you for murder. And then arrested him for murder as well. Because cops are great at their jobs in this place. (laughs) So then, like, after they arrested those two, then Yasushi, Nobuharu, and Nobuharu's brother were, like, all arrested, like, right, like, in succession, like, right after this. Um, So, okay, so originally, the trial actually, like, brings some high points because the most badass judge I've ever seen is in it, and I love him. (laughs) Um, Okay, so, like, the boys originally, like, their identities were sealed because they were all minors. Because, mm-hmm. like, okay, apparently in Japan, it's, like, 18 and under is minors, but, like, 18 still counts. So, like, where we have 18 is, like, a legal adult, like, oh, 18 still counts so- for them, and 19 is a legal adult. Huh, okay. So one of them actually was, like, 18, but so all of them were technically minors. Um, however, some badass fucking journalists found out who all of them were and why they got arrested and published it anyways. And they literally said correctly that due to the nature of their crime they did not deserve to have anonymity bless that journalist good fucking job whoever you are i love you (laughs) um yeah so instead of pleading guilty to murder all four of them pled guilty to committing bodily injury that resulted in death no fuck you which i mean technically it's like not wrong but at that point like yeah, fuck you. Charge them with murder. Like, they still, like, what do you think was going to happen when you set people on fire? Like, you can't right. be like, oh, I didn't think they were going to die. I didn't know they were going to die. Like, fuck oh, off. Yeah, fuck. No. 
No. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go through, like, each of the boys. Um, and I'm going to roast them. And all of them are still alive and none of them are in prison. Spoiler alert. So, uh... Cool. If I give so her a name, it's probably gonna... the Yakuza. Uh, so... We're going to have the mob after us because of Morgan. It's fine. Damn it. Probably just me because I'm the one here getting all the information and flaming them. But it's fine. Uh-oh. So, Hiroshi <coughs> Miyano. Um, so, July of 1990, he was sentenced to 17 years in prison. That's it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's actually the second highest um, sentence. Well, not that, but we'll get to it. But they only have, like, they don't do it like we do. Mm-hmm. Like, the life in prison is, like, their highest. And I don't even think you can get, like, multiple life in prisons. Like, I think it's just, like, one. And then, like, the next highest you can get sentenced besides life in prison is 20 years. So it's, like, kind of weird. And then everything else is, like, lower than that. Um, so <laughs> this is the part where it gets good, though. So, okay, so he was sentenced to 17 years in prison. Um, and I think he got the most because he was the one who was, like, 18 at the time. So I think they kind of, like, took him more as, like, an adult. Okay. Also, he was the one who, like, originally liked her and got her and whatever. Right. So he appealed his sentence, but I'm going to no. murder this name. But Tokyo High Court Judge Ryuji Yanase added three fucking years to his sentence. He was like, oh, I'm sorry, you don't want 17 years? Have 20. <laughs> And then he, that obviously made it the second highest, like, yeah. you could get. And I'm just like... Bless. Yes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, so, weirdly enough, too, I thought this was, like, a strange detail. Uh, Hiroshi's mother sent Junko's parents money. But it wasn't, like, court-ordered. Like, it was, like, a... Sorry, my hey, son sorry, killed your daughter. Humans and, like... But they let our son keep your daughter here and tortured and She sent her. them 50 million yen, which is for like $474,000. Yen too. Yeah, it's it's yen are worth a lot, but like 50 million yen adds up pretty fucking fast. You said 50 million? Yeah. Okay. Uh $473,650. I was pretty fucking close. Um, so in 2004, he tried to get parole, but he ended up like getting into a, I think it was like a fight with an inmate, like right around the same time. And they were like, ah, you go fuck yourself. Um, so in 2013, okay. So I couldn't find out when he was like actually like released, okay. but somewhere between 2004 and 2013, he was released because in 2013, he was rearrested for committing fraud. <laughs> But they ended up, like, letting him go and not charging him. Jesus Christ. Um, So he's currently 49 years old. So that's cool. And he also goes by Hiroshi Yokoyama and Yokoyama Yuji. So if you hear any of those names, run. (laughs) Run. Very far. Also, this is the part that fucking makes me laugh hysterically. He's fucking (laughs) 5'3". This motherfucker (laughs) is 5'3". I body this man by almost a foot. Like... I could kick his ass. I can't. I can't. I really can't. I'm sure I cannot. But like, Junko was five five. He would have to get a step stool to look either like, of us in the eye. And yeah, like that's. Like, he wonders why he got turned down. Napoleon complex. Hello. He's five freaking three. 
Point of reference, guys. I'm 5'9", and Morgan is 5'10". Five five ten. Ten. Yeah. So, uh, we're so tall that's people. So that's why we're laughing so hard. <laughs> I was the like, fact that this dude is 5'3". He's, like, looking at my belly button, but it's fine. <laughs> right? Uh, so, Nobuharu, uh, Minato, or Minato, whatever, uh, he only got four to six years, but my man, Ryuji, my man, was like, no, fuck you, and gave him the maximum, which was only five to nine. But, I mean, Ugh. it's better than four to six, I guess. Yeah. Um, but he was only 16 at the time of the murder. So, like, you also have to think about, like, these were all young boys. Like, he was the youngest at 16, and the oldest was 18. And they were doing, like, all of these things, like insane like no. when i was 16 all i cared about was being able to drive a car right like i didn't give a, like i wasn't kidnapping and murdering you people thinking about murder and they like had been doing this for quite a while at this point so ridiculous and not to mention like i don't think i could even like think of half the tortures they like came up with like especially fucking like 16 like hello i'm the one who fucking does a true crime podcast and i probably still couldn't think of fucking half the shit they did like what the Yeah, I no no. Oh, and the best part, his parents and his brother were never charged, even though they lived in the house with Junko the entire time. Like they saw all of this firsthand. Like it was in their house. How do they not get charged with like? Because Japanese police are shitty. At least in fucking nineteen eighty nine, they were fucking shitty. Japan, get your shit together. Um. So Junko's parents actually sued them. And was like, yeah, they should have gone to prison. Like, fuck them. And they won, like, a bunch of money. Good. Uh, but you want to know something really funny as well that yes. I could also flame him for? When Nobuharu got released, he moved in with his mom. What a man. Um, and he hasn't had a single job since. She- he just fucking lives in his mother's basement. Well, or Ooh. the Japanese equivalent of living in your mother's basement. Because most of their houses don't have basements. But, yeah, he hasn't had a single fucking job. Hasn't done anything with his life he's a winner just a fucking piece of shit what a surprise oh my god so i don't have much about yashusi she oh man this is the worst name that exists like i'm convinced this is the worst name that exists they don't deserve to have their names pronounced correctly yasushi yeah fuck you um watchinabi sorry the way that you just said that just like the, every time you said that name, all I can think is like Yasushiwa. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. He was only sentenced to three to four years. Are you shitting me? But my man Ryugi, <laughs> but, but my man <laughs> upgraded it to five to seven. Um, he was only seventeen at the time of murder, and literally the only detail I have of his life after he was released is. He married a Romanian woman. That's all I know. I don't know her name. I don't know anything. So that's it. Now he's part of the the KGB. Right. I was, he married a Romanian woman. That's, that's, that's all what I know. From that. This fucking. He went from one mob to another. Oh my god. Okay. So this. Ju. Ju. Agara. Um. He did eight years in juvie. Um. I don't know why. He's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> I, they, no reason why he got more. I don't know. Um, so he was released in August of 1999. And he was also 17 at the time of the murder. So after his release, like all good, upstanding citizens, mm-hmm. um, he constantly bragged 
about torturing and killing her and all the things he did. He was very proud of it and continuously bragged about it to basically anybody who would listen. Um, But it's okay because in July of 2004, he was arrested again. Surprise. Um, this This story was just like stupid. Like it was just, why is he so fucking stupid? Okay, so there was like this guy that he thought his girlfriend was like flirting with. So the dude's name was Takatoshi Isano. So he drives to where Isano is, like, beats him up a little bit, like, puts him in his truck, like, kidnaps him, essentially. So then he drives him from the city they were in, which is, like, Arachi, and then he drives them to his mother's bar. Apparently his mom owns a bar. Whatever. And Misato, where he beats him up for four hours. Oh, my God. And, like, obviously he's, like repeatedly being like i'm gonna kill you like i've killed before and i like pretty much got away with it which i mean you didn't you served eight years but like whatever um and so like the the police were called and like the guy's fine he's he's just fine he lived (laughs) uh but um agura got arrested obviously and he was sentenced to seven years in prison which he's been released from because that was back in 2004 (laughs) like i said they're all Walking the streets, as far as I'm aware. Um, oh, you. This is the part I think. Like, obviously, this has been a fucking roller coaster. But this was the part that made me like the most angry. This is a roller coaster I wasn't ready for. Agura's mom mm-hmm. vandalized Junko's grave, <gasps> saying that she had ruined her son's life. What a mole! There's so many words that I want to use. That I like <sighs> literally like. I, like, I, like, want to fly to Japan and, like, beat the shit out of this woman. Um, But it's okay because she got it in the end. Uh, I think she's still alive. But um, Agra... Okay, so they had set aside, like, the majority of their money. And, like, that money was actually supposed to go to Junko's family. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of like the um, Miyano's did, like, to, like, atone. Um... And he spent all of it. He spent their entire life savings. Like, they ended up pretty much, like, homeless. Because Agra spent it all on, like, just stupid bougie shit. Like, Gucci and fucking... Literally just, like, the stupidest bougie shit you could think of. Like, anything Jake Paul would buy. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what Agra spent their entire life savings on. What a garbage human being. But, like... They fucking deserved it. Like, I don't feel bad for his mom at all. Like, yeah. I hope you're fucking homeless. I hope you live in a cardboard box. Like, oh my God. you hear me, Mrs. Agura? I hope you're in a fucking cardboard box. Thanks. Don't vandalize people's fucking graves, especially when your fucking kid was the one who murdered them. Okay, thanks. Didn't think I had to explain that, but, you know, here we are. Um, Obviously, so everyone in Japan was like, they got off easy. Yeah. Um, how the fuck? But, like, they were minors, and, like, they, obviously, their minors are different than our minors, and, like, there isn't a lot of, like, kind of from what I've got, there's not a lot of, like, you, I don't know, like, it's, they don't, like, try their minors as adults. Like, we can, like, have that option. I hate that, because if you're gonna try to do adult shit, you're gonna get tried as an adult. And, uh, you know, kidnapping and torturing someone for 44 days until they die, yeah, that's adult shit. It's adult shit that shouldn't happen, but, yeah, that's adult shit, like, go to prison forever. And also, die. Thanks. I hope um, you drop the soap and get what's coming for you. 
Uh, during the trial, um, like people were literally like fainting left and right from like the details. And like, obviously there was much more like physical evidence and like pictures and yeah, all that stuff. I, mm-hmm. um, so people were like cont- continuously passing out in the courtroom, which must have been Those poor a jurors. fucking mess to deal with. Um, Junko's mother actually had a mental breakdown and like ended up being institutionalized. Words are hard um, for a while, which like, good. Are we surprised? Uh, she probably really needed that psychiatric help, and I'm glad that she like got it. Um, the judge like left their sentencing with saying that exceptionally grave and atrocious violence was committed against Junko Furida. Junko has been murdered so brutally at the age of 17 that her soul must be wandering around in torment. Which, like, if there's a happy way to end a fucking trial, that's it if I've ever heard it. Like, you couldn't have said something a little more positive. Like, she finally got her peace after they've been brought to justice. Like, you couldn't have given him just, like, a crumb. No. Give me a crumb of happy, please. Nope, he was like, I want you guys to know that she's probably wandering around as a tormented soul and it's all your fault. Okay, we have literally two more points and then we're done here. So, this is titled The Aftermath. So, this is kind of like after everything. Um, so, April 2nd of 1989 was when they had like her funeral. And I just thought it was like really sweet. Like a lot of her fr- like her friends and family and everybody like came, obviously. Um, and one of her friends, like, made this little speech, and I thought it was really cute. She said, um, Jun Chen, welcome back. I have never dreamed that we would see you again in this way. You must have been in so much pain, so much suffering. The dress we all made for the school festival looked so good on you. We could never forget you. I heard that the headmaster has presented you with a graduation certificate. So we all graduated together in the end. All of us. Jun Chen, there is no more pain, no more suffering. Please rest in peace. And I thought that was really sweet that they, like, had her graduate with, like, everybody else and stuff. Because, obviously, like, she was 17. Like, she wasn't old enough to graduate. So, like, the fact that they were, like, yeah, fuck that. Like, (laughs) she deserves to, like, graduate with her friends. Yeah. And they also, it was also really cute because, like, cute in, like, a sad way. Um, Her, like, employer. So, like, I don't know exactly where she worked. But it was, like, she worked, like, part-time after school and then they had, like, full-time workers. And I'm, I'm assuming they wore, like, different uniforms. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, that's this wouldn't make sense. But, um, like, at her funeral, her, like, employer, like, presented her family with the uniform that they would have given her when she moved up to full-time. Because they, like, really loved her and, like, wanted... Were, mm-hmm. like, going to ask her to stay on after school. And they ended up, like, burying... Like, that was in her casket. Like, she wasn't wearing it, but, like, they yeah, but placed it, was, like, it in her, her casket. Which I thought was really sweet. Um, but you know me, and we can't end on a happy note. God damn so- it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I literally titled this, as always, I like to save the worst for last. Um, oh. So like I said, um, many members of like the Yakuza and also like not Yakuza people like knew that this was happening. Do, do you want to guess how many people knew about this while it was happening the whole 44 days? Too many. Too Over many. Over 100 people knew that she was being kept captive and tortured. And, like, there's no way to know, like, how many of those people actually, like, 
participated. participated or like saw her. So like all of that torture I told you was literally just the stuff the four boys did. That was none of these other people. Oh my god. And I just like my mind cannot. That's why I was like I like this should be a story of like survival because like I don't know how she lived past like literally like day two. Like the fact that the human body could withstand any of these things, let alone all of the like she literally was set on fire like four times. Like how do you live through that? And then like frozen and like I just I She was probably one of like the strongest humans who exist. Captain America who? No. <laughs> Junko. She's a fucking superhero and like as fucking awful as like her time was, like Yeah. Holy shit. What an amazing fucking human being. I can't even imagine. Like, and just like this whole case blew my fucking mind. And I I was like not okay. And I think I've I've this is my second time (laughs) through all of this. Okay. I had to write all of this down. Thank you very much. Um, So how do you think I feel? Checked out. And, uh, As Ash from Morbid likes to say, my Uber's here. <laughs> um, I'm busy that day. Yeah, I hear my lift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I'm my done. mom's calling. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. My non-existent boyfriend's calling. I gotta yeah, go. I gotta go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I suffered through that twice. Oh, and also I'll have to suffer through it a third time because I have to edit this lovely, <laughs> lovely podcast for all of you to listen to. You played yourself. I played myself, and honestly, if I could get an award for uh, terrifying people the most, I think this one takes it. I have outdone myself, and I can't say that I'm not a little proud, but I'm also <laughs> terribly ashamed. <laughs> oh my god. Hi. Because no one was ready, and you should be really happy that the next episode is a little bit sort of of a palate cleanser. It is significantly less gross than this one. Why do you keep you are doing welcome. this? To, like, you keep getting these cases that make it necessary for me to create whole episodes as palate cleanser. I told you that's why I had to go first. <laughs> oh my god. I literally texted her. She goes, uh, she was, um, you know, she went to that museum earlier. She was like, okay, I'm about to head out. And I was like, oh, like, I hope you had fun on your date because I'm about to ruin your whole night. (laughs) And you know what? She wasn't wrong. I succeeded. You are welcome. I thought about saving this one. I thought about, like, saving this one because I was like, oh, maybe we should wait till we have a guest. And I was like, I could not bring another human being (laughs) into this room and and make them sit through this for the first experience ever with like a podcast i was gonna say if we tried to collab like do this with any of our collabs that we have planned it would be the first and last collab we ever did exactly and i would like to not have the police called on me because of the camera serial killer i was like maybe this isn't the best way to meet new people holy shit so uh i i'm so sorry i'm so done I'd like to go home. <laughs> Just think, now you get to talk about things that are significantly less not this. I need my bubba. As much as that makes sense. <laughs> I need Vicky. I need my dog. Uh, yeah, I need anything that's not me yeah. looking at these notes anymore. Let's, let's wrap this up. Anyways, so, follow us on all of the things. The Twitter is at and murders. Uh, Facebook is bitches and murders podcast. Instagram and so is, is everything. Bitches and murders podcast. 
Email us at beandmurderspodcast at gmail.com. And if you also run a podcast uh, or whatnot and you want to collab with us, yeah. we're cool. I promise. I'm not a murderer. Um, nothing. I promise I probably won't scare you that much. She can't make that promise. But I promise I'm also funny. So, and yeah. I have dogs. <laughs> keep it uh, keep it spooky, bitches, but not this spooky. Not. Um, I don't even want to do a like. I don't even have spooky, like a point not, to like, say. There's, there's no like one thing to fix it. Just don't keep it this spooky. This is too spooky. This is. This two, whole oh, I episode have, was I th- too spooky. I think I have uh, three three points to leave here on. Um, don't be so spooky that you're part of the Yakuza. Um, <laughs> don't be so spooky that, you know, you torture people for 44 days. And sure, it's fucking hell. Do not be so spooky that you fucking vandalize the grave of someone your son murdered. Because you know what? If I don't personally fly to your home to kick the shit out of you, I sure as hell will in the afterlife. So don't keep it that fucking spooky. K guys, K. Not that spooky. (laughs) Oh shit, I'm done.